Hi guys, it's your favorite girl here again. Um, sorry I missed last Monday. I had a little um, issue with my throat, but it's fixed now and I'm better now. And as usual, I'll be bringing you content, but today I have someone with me, someone special, and um, she's going to be telling us a lot about uh, African parents and why they do the things they do yes so i have my mom here mrs rose obi do you need further introductions mom speak oh no thank you how are you okay so um straight to business though today we're going to talking about uh african parents and why they do the things they do or why they say the things they say so i'm going to be starting with very first question that i think most teenagers have on their list and that would be um why is it that when we ask you know for permission okay i'm going to this friend's house then you remind us or you ask us has this friend ever come over or where is this friend from who have i met this person before what's the name and everything all the biography background check and all of that you let us go why is it like that thank you as an african parent that cares we want the best for our children so we want to be sure where our children are going and if eventually that person is as responsible and reasonable like our own child hence we ask those questions and eventually if we get to know the people or the person that is our children that are our children friends we allow them without further questioning. And you will appreciate that when you are much older. You may not appreciate it now as a child to a mother. But when you are much older, you will appreciate it. And we are trying to be careful because of the upbringing some of us had. Because without such questioning, you may just decide to go and have a carefree attitude. Say you are going to visit person A and you end up visiting person Z, which may not be of any benefit to you. Thank you. Okay, but uh, when we ask you for permission, it's the same way the other African parent, the child also asks for permission. So when you say this person has not come over, so why are you going over? The same question you're asking is the same question the other family is asking. So who will go over first? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> you can go over first. They can, they can be they can be a connect, and the connect can be perhaps what someone is celebrating, and the mother goes with that person, and like me as a parent. If my child tells me, like you are, you say you are going to visit a friend I have not seen before, I will definitely take you there so I know where you are going and I see the person. Perhaps okay. see the mother or the father and be sure where I'm leaving you. So when you tell me tomorrow you are going to that place, I won't ask for that questions. And I think it's for the good of the child because some children have missed their parents and that family uh, unity is no longer there because of one silly mistake of visiting. All right, thank you. Okay, quickly to question two. Um, you know, we all have rights. Uh, teenagers, um, young adults, then before we get to our adulthood completely, where we have to leave the house and get settled on our own. So, um, this question is, it just popped into my head. Not part of the questions I had in mind, but it just came, so I have to ask it before it leaves. Um, you know, it's a compulsory thing 
you know just like i know i asked um daddy a few weeks ago and he quoted this uh, joshua i said as for me as my and my house as for me as my, and my household we'll serve the lord yes okay so what if one of the like for example let me use myself as an example on a sunday morning i say i'm not going to church why is it that it becomes a serious offense do you understand like everybody's hammering on ah devil has entered into this room why is it like that why 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 don't you look at it as the fact that okay uh she doesn't she doesn't choose to go to church maybe for the, for a certain reason or another why don't you just sit the child down to ask but instead you go based on it like it's, it's, it's a it's point a yes it's a point where you be like this this child will go for deliverance why is it like that okay it, it all depends on how the child responds on a sunday morning if the child is heady it shows in the attitude of the child or the manner in which the child speaks or not really like in, for me i would definitely ask why and then we can talk about it but there are some cases the parents may not be pa- the, par- the parent or parent may not be patient to, to dig further and ask okay. they'll just say oh but i know before they will say you need deliverance it must have been done repeatedly it couldn't have been once okay. and then you see generally if you go to some churches you'll be amazed you see older people in church when i mean older people you appreciate what I mean. Those that are senior citizens, 60 and above, they don't even want to miss a day. Even in the rain, they want to defy the rain and go. Because they have seen what it means to appreciate God and give Him service as a person. If you check it all over the world, it's not only a Nigerian challenge. All over the world, teenagers don't seem to appreciate service to God the way older people do. The reason is because of their teenage. Assuming you tell them, now, nah, let's go to club. And then you go to a club today. Next week, the teenager will be the one to remind the parent of the club. And that's to tell you the danger of a carefree attitude. All roads lead to hell. But the road that leads to heaven is just one narrow path, which must be religiously followed. Okay, thank you. I think that answers that. All right, for that to question three, um, let's talk about this tattoo piercing hair dying why is it so serious why are you taking it so serious because our bodies we go through the pain because most parents say ah it's painful they want to base it on the pain why is it like that we are not actually basing it on the pain for me as a person i don't like enduring pain so anything that will give me pain i don't want it and because i love myself so much i extend it to my children hence you as a child in this house you will appreciate that sometimes I will give you food with meat and I will eat soup with that meat because I want the best for you. Yes. And you remember when you, you were going to school, I must make sure I come to pick you no matter how busy I am because I don't want you to go, go through that kind of stress I feel is not for you. Since I'm readily available and I know that this one is good for you, I'll give it to you. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you seen a parent, even if the parent is mad, that the child will say, give me fish and the parent gives the child snake? To say eat this one instead of fish. No. Have you seen a child who says, Mommy, I want bread? And the mother says, Okay, take stone instead of bread because I don't have money to buy bread for you. This said, they will go out of their way to beg, buy that bread, and give you to eat. Of course. It is the love they have for you that they are extending. And that notwithstanding, some of us that are a little bit older, like in my own case, I've had interaction with people. And when I interact with you, I beg you to be honest so that you don't give me false reports. Yeah. It is only in Nigeria you carry out a research that you don't get 
the real result because people don't respond appropriately. You're asking a question, you know you are, you are not honest, you are giving a response to it. So the researcher will not be able to get a good result that can help the next generation. Like in US, you see them, they are frank, they are honest with you. Like a child is talking to a parent, the child tells the parent, Mom, I don't like this, I don't want to eat this, I'm not following you today, it's obvious. But some children, okay, I don't, I don't want mommy to get angry, I will follow, and I don't want to follow. Is your mommy a wicked woman? You know the mommy is wicked to you. Yes or no, you will say no, mommy is not wicked. Okay, mommy is wicked. Tell us she's wicked and then tell us why you feel she's wicked. Then we can address that and have it sorted. Then that, you know that in that case, you won't grow up with the mindset that your mother or your father is a wicked person. Okay. But you will not pretend to say, my mom is a very nice person. You ask the question, and you know your mom is not nice. There are some children, their parents will never visit them while they are in school. I met a teenager recently. She said, until she graduated from the university, her mother never visited once. But when she goes anywhere with her mother, she will say her mother is good. But she's telling me, Mommy, frankly, my mother is not good. She didn't try. She didn't visit me one day. God saw me through school. I said, but can you say this? So I said, no, I won't say it. I said, why don't you tell her so that it will help her with your younger ones growing? She said, no, that rather she will be the one visiting her younger ones at school. You can imagine that. And it's going to be a generational thing if it is not corrected. So sometimes we reveal information in order to correct it, to save the next person from harm. Now, the little knowledge I know, tattoo, one, it causes pain at that time. And then sometimes, as you get along, if it is not properly treated, depending on the kind of skin you have, it can give cancer of the skin. So I cannot allow my child to go through that, and then maybe later, the time you're supposed to be enjoying life, you are thinking of treating your skin that is cancerous because of the infection you had. Like recently, I saw in a video, the clip, somebody had cancer of the mouth. It's a rare case, but someone had it. And what led to it? He smoked, he went somewhere to smoke in their end with other guys. And his own smoking was just ones that gave me the cancer of the mouth. So you never can tell the fortunate one or the unfortunate one. So the ones we can avoid, we have to avoid in order to save our children. Except I don't love my child enough. That's why I gave you the example of, can a mother give stone to a child instead of bread? No. So that's it. Okay. Okay, but um, before we decide to get this um, piercing, tattoos and, you know, all of that, we must have found out the pros and the cons, disadvantages and the advantages. Yeah. And then, you know, there are some parents that will be like, okay, it's your body, you get. There are some parents that are like that. So, is it that, is it that maybe, okay, for example now, even after you have talked, I still get the tattoo done. Hmm? And then you see it. Is it going to cause, is it going to cause maybe disown, maybe be disowned for that? Or is it just going to be like, okay, I've, I've tried my best, so I'll leave it to be on your own. You have already done it, so it's your skin. Whatever, whatever happens to you, I spoke. Is that how it's going to end? Or is it going to get past that level? It's, it, it, it definitely may get past that level. Because it's not easy to see someone go through pain and you appreciate it. Now, we, we have avoidable mistakes. A mistake is a mistake, but some mistakes are avoidable. Now, the mistake that is avoidable is, for instance... A child that is not mature enough is allowed to do something he ought not to do and then he sustains injury. That's an avoidable mistake. Because if you had avoided it, that child wouldn't, you know, incur that injury. I give you an instance. A young boy who happens to be an only child, every time he does anything, leave him, he's my only child. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't you know he's my only child? Please, 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 don't disturb this child. Every day, leave him, he's my only child. And then one day, the child picked a knife. As he was playing with the knife. Leave him, he's my only child. And then because he was running and he was careless with it, as he drew his hand back, the knife pierced his eye. This is not a, a this is not just a 
a, you know, cooked up story. It's a real thing. I saw the man at an event and I had pity. Very rich man, but one eye is gone. And the man even refused to wear sunshade. He's moving without one eye like that. So when you look at him too much, he will tell you, do you want to hear the story? He will tell you the story himself. And then sometimes when he's telling you the story, he becomes emotional. At that point, he's not happy with his mother. Definitely. See, my mother had disciplined me. I wouldn't have had this one eye gone. But and I want to walk like this with it so that when she sees me, it will pain her the more. You can imagine the pain she was trying to avoid at that tender age. She will suffer the pain until she goes to the grave. Only God knows that she sleeps at night. So that's what I mean by avoidable mistakes. Now, for anybody that wants to do it, I've seen so many people forget the fact that they tell you, oh, it's fine outside. Inside the house, some of them regret it. I've seen many. If I don't want to talk about teenagers now, because teenagers now may not be honest, because they are carried away with the cares of the life. Of course, yes, I agree. Because when I was much younger, I had some of those challenges. I know for my own case that time, I would like to wear very tight clothes, skimping clothes that I cannot even cross the gutter. And then you look at me and tell me this cloth is very tight. I tell you it's not tight. <laughs> yes, but today I won't wear it again because I know that it's not convenient for me. Yes. So what I know is not convenient for my child, I'm going to tell my child. And like me, I'm not limiting it to my child alone. Anywhere I see any child that I know is reasonable and God has something in that child, I go near you to tell you this thing you have done is wrong. Mm-hmm. Even in the church, like in my church for instance, there are some children I have on my own called outside to say you didn't dress well, dress well tomorrow and all that. I see them the following Sunday, they still don't dress well. What I do next is just to be praying for them instead of going to talk to them. I don't have time to waste my energy. But I will burn my energy for my children because I know they are the light, they are the salt of the earth that will change others. Okay. Thank you. Quickly moving on. Um the next question. Is it a question or a statement? I don't know, but let me just say it. If it comes out as a statement, oh well. Um most okay, I'll bring it down to Nigeria. Okay, I don't know about the other African countries, but most Nigerian parents don't know how to apologize. They don't have to say sorry. Their sorry is like this. Maybe they know that they have they have done something wrong. Then maybe, for example, after the heat has died down, they will come and be like, hey, I saw this shirt. Come and take this shirt and wear. That's their apology. It's it's, it's almost it's in almost all families. See that come and take your or I'm going and come and follow me and stroll. You know you have done something wrong. So why is it hard for them to say they're sorry? But they want the I'm sorry to come from us, the teenagers or the youths. Why is it like that? Okay, generally, a lot of them feel when they apologize that it, it reduces their ego. Okay. Uh, they feel it reduces their ego. They don't want to say I am sorry. But me, I tell people that I am sorry is the best tablet to win the heart of a child, particularly if you are wrong. And you know, these children, if you have offended them, they know. Whether you are a biological parent or a local parent, or even just an adult, anybody you offend, the person knows you have offended him. And then when you apologize, they accept it in good faith. But very many children, because of their background, to their parents who tell them they are sorry, they begin to brag with it and even misbehave. Even when the parent says, I'm sorry, they don't accept it. That depends on the upbringing. So the upbringing, but in any case, attitude can be learned and unlearned. So as they get along, they, they, they want to adjust in any way they can adjust. And such a child that understands how the mother or the father apologizes, accept it that way and carry on, just so that that is their style. And you may not be able to change it. Because some people are very traditional. They believe that if they say that, ah, the children will respect them again and it cannot face their children to talk to them, which of course in some cases, it can be true. It comes out like that. Okay. Um, 
one last question although i will still i Your yes last questions are very okay the questions keep coming so i just need to finish it up okay there's this story of um you know i've been, well, been talking about stars for a long while now and you have had a different opinion about it you are saying um well, you were saying if they if they dressed well and they were approached by the police and if they were calm about it, they won't be um, affected that much. So I want to really have your take on this SARS thing because it's the same issue. If we blend it together, it's the same issue. The SARS being harassed by the police, same way the girls that dress wrongly are being harassed by men, rape and all of that. So, but the thing is, is the dressing supposed to be is, is dress supposed to be a problem that will lead to even killing? somebody's child if at all the dressing is wrong if the dressing is that bad isn't that they would just arrest them take them to the station maybe write statements and all of that get their family members to come and build them out if if the, if, um, the case gets that worse but the fact that you are saying the if they are dressed properly because i feel they have their rights to wear whatever they want to wear i don't think it's in nigerian constitution that every guy must cut his hair low or every guy must um, wear uh, official clothes because some people like to be on jeans maybe rugged maybe not so what what exactly do you want these guys to actually do to stop the harassment totally well in nigeria today i'll tell you another i'll give you a brief scenario in nigeria today your right is in your pocket to a very great extent i tell you if you have every opportunity to avoid harassment by uniform men do it because if your father is even a top-notch, a well-connected person, a bourgeois that can break the sky any day, any time. If you are harassed by the police and you are beaten at any point before your father arrives, the beating has entered your body very well. That's the point I want to avoid. That's one. Now, for your own good, whenever you see a law enforcement agent or agents, when they are wearing uniforms, stop and, and they stop a vehicle or a keke. You in the keke stay calm, avoid hissing and grumbling, whether you are a man or a woman. You understand? Some of these security men don't have the right psychology or the psychological makeup before they go out for their jobs. Some of them drink and smoke before they go in. Now, you know what somebody can do under the influence of alcohol? You shouldn't be the scapegoat. That is my pain. You shouldn't be the scapegoat. That one person will say, today I'm going to deal with one person today on the road. He does it and he gets, you know, free. Yeah. And then <laughs> I went to the bank. I saw a boy badly injured. And I asked him what happened. He said he was driving. A young boy. He, this one is was decently dressed. Not that he had issues. As he was driving, he was asked to park. And he did. Got down from the vehicle. They told him, bring your particulars. He did. <laughs> they looked at the particular and said, Sorry. bring your driver's license. Thank you. He said the driver's license was there. They said, bring the original. And he said, I have told you the driver's license was there. That was what led to slap. And as they slapped him, according to him, he got angry. As he was walking towards his car, they thought he was going to get a gun or, get something. A gun or something. So they raced after him, held him, and dragged him on the third road. Oh. So his both legs, he had bruises like someone who put a poured hot water on the body. Eventually, the, after doing all that on the road, the wife was shouting. She even recorded it. He's in worry here, Ekpa, to be precise. The wife recorded it and all that. And eventually, they got to the police station. His parents are not those who can, you know, go straight and have, you know, an issue addressed the way it should be addressed. But that is why I told you I'll give you a scenario before the story. I will pause here and continue. 
the case of the horse running and the goat asked, why are you running? The horse said, they are arresting cats. And the goat said, but you are not a cat. He said, in Nigeria, it will take 20 years to prove it. <laughs> you can imagine that. So in Nigeria, it will take so... Eventually, I saw this boy in the bank, he was withdrawing money. And when I saw the leg, I was forced to ask him what happened. And then he gave me the story. So now, what did you do? Say the police now pleaded and they gave him less than 20,000 naira to treat himself. What about the pains? What about the pains? Are you ready to go through such pain because you want to claim your right on the road? That's why I said, in Nigeria today, your right is in your pocket. Be careful about it. Because a lot of people have even, you know, gone down because of arguing with the policemen. So I will, I will, I will, today I will argue this matter to the end. I heard along Portacourt Road, was it last year or two years ago? A driver was shot by an officer because he was arguing. Was it a driver or a passenger? Yes, a passenger was arguing because a driver was asked to park. As he was arguing, the policeman told him, I will kill you and nothing will happen. And he really shot the man. So what happened? People were shouting, we reported to area command. The next thing, the man was arrested and that was how the story died. We don't even know. But another thing is that if the man were to be killed because he killed a person, did that man's death replace the life of this person? So there are a lot of things for you to x-ray and you know that you have to just be careful. When you see some things, just let them go. We see people out of anger kill people who are wrong. And then if you kill somebody who is wrong because you are right, out of anger, you are not free. I don't know if you understand me. Yes, so try not to be too rigid when you want to prove your law. You can prove your law, yes, but do it in a polite manner if you can. Otherwise, let it go and just go where you are going so that your family will remain happy forever. I know of a boy in Lagos, an only child. I don't know why it's always happening to only, only children. Whether their parents are attaching too much things to it and then the devil sees it as a soft landing for oppression and then An only child in Lagos, after watching Nigerian match at night, he was driving home. He was accosted by police. And meanwhile, they won Nigeria, so he was angry. So when the police asked him to stop, he said, get out, leave me alone. You know, that they won Nigeria. Policeman got angry, come down. And they started searching. Searched everything, nothing was wrong with the guy. But the guy was still rude, looking at them anyhow. One, that one just got angry, cracked his gun and shot the ball. That was how he died. This happened in Lagos. Was it two years ago or so? They are there, just go and solve the net to see all this information. So because of these experiences we, we, we've had, and we know that they are not pleasant for somebody to hear, we just take some time to, you know, educate the youths. I'm passionate about it. I keep educating youths. We don't have anything to hide. Just be decent, just be nice, and then dress responsibly so that you don't look rugged and wild. Because if you look like that, you are going to attract serious trouble to yourself. And then if you are in Okada or Keke, as the case may be, try just to be nice on the road. Being nice does not cost you anything but adds value to you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, yes. About, you know, opposite sex, like girls being with guys, guys being with girls. I want to know, why is it so serious with parents? Like, for example, maybe you are driving home now. Yeah? It's not as if for even, maybe we're not inside the house, we're at the gates. I was talking to a boy. It could actually arouse a serious challenge later. Because it can bring in shouts of who's that boy and all that and all that. So why is it always like that? Why is there always this, uh, how life is it now? This agitation when, you are, when uh, your girl is seen with a guy or your, your son, as the case may be, is seen with a girl. Why is there so much agitation? Yes, the agitation comes in different ways. Like, have you heard of this thing that it is from clap, we start dancing. Mm-hmm. And eventually, before you start clapping, you'll be looking 
you'll be looking and then you begin to enjoy the music and then you begin to shake your body and then after shaking your body you start clapping and then before you know you start dancing like a parent knows the end point so the moment the parent sees you your body language suggests what is happening already and so the parent tells you hey stop the dance now if i stop the music so that it doesn't take you to trouble and oftentimes young adults you 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 are not in love here that is infatuation and infatuation comes in so many ways like i tell every young girl or young boys you are a human being you have feelings you have hormones you are beautiful you are handsome but a lot of these young girls i tell people always not just because i want to talk be honest to yourself a lot of these young girls at the point will be honest to say if only someone even stopped me that day i would not have made this mistake so when we see such things we have already seen i will try to help you avoid the mistake I, we don't want we don't want a situation where you sit in your quiet time and say if only my mom that day she saw me she even questioned me to push me out i would not have been a victim of this particularly victims of rape victims of uh, teenage pregnancy and then and you know when a girl is pregnant she goes through the stress of finding her pregnancy i know i saw a video recently i shared it with a lot of people this girl got pregnant and remember that's what i call infatuation that period of infatuation the boy is head over heels with the girl i love you i can't sleep without you hey if not for you if i don't see you, i cannot sleep. the moment you announce you are pregnant they run away there's another girl they can go and tell they love again now this girl was pregnant, she wanted to avoid the pregnancy, her sister told her, don't avoid this pregnancy, I will take care of the child. And the boy never wanted to see her again. She dropped out of school because of that pregnancy, I'm sure you saw the video. Yes, I did. And then eventually she had the baby. The baby was growing, she had no money to take care of the child. She became uh, a victim of a... Uh, people were now, you know, she, she was being stigmatized in that community. Okay. They like, get out, you that got pregnant and embarrassed your parents. That word kept penia. So when she hears the word, she looks at the baby and says, You came into my life to disturb me. And so what did she do? One morning she fetched water in a big drum. I don't know how I deleted that video. I would have given you so you played. I know it's on the net, so fit. She fetched water and she told the baby, Today you are going to die. She was talking to the baby. Life. She said, Today you are going to die. And the baby was still dancing and looking at her. Then the sister noticed that she had that evil plan with like the sister overheard her. The sister took the baby from her that day. The next day, the sister had to go to work. She cannot go with the baby. So she left her with the baby and pleaded with her. Please don't do any harm to this baby. You know she's your child. The moment the sister left, she fetched the water to the, to the brim, bucket very tall, high bucket. She carried the baby inside and covered it. Oh, wow. As the baby, you know, stretched her hand, pulled the cover out. You know what she did? She held the baby's legs, turned her inside the bucket to drown. She left the baby. The baby was shaking, shaking very well. And then she have covered it, left it. And then when the baby died, she went to the police herself to say she killed her child and she was arrested. And they asked her why she did it. Even when she was saying it, she wasn't saying it with 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 remorse. any form of remorse. And so eventually when I said she had a psychological problem. And even a madman, a mad woman, and a woman that is insane, won't do that in the state of being insane with a child. But that one, she had too many problems, too many challenges at a point, and she couldn't overcome it. This is the one that is recorded. What about the ones that are not recorded? We've known many that will just give birth that same day they threw the babies away. They killed them. And they don't ever live good lives later. They live in regrets. Some people are the ones that will never have their own children. Some people are the ones that will just stay amongst people and scream 
you see them with serious emotional problems that you begin to see how you can remedy it. The challenges are numerous. In the modern, like, like in the urban areas, you can't see that much like in the rural areas. But in all cases, they are in both sides. You know, in everywhere you see the good and the bad. And sometimes you see the ugly. So that is why when we see, we parents see it, you just know that there is danger ahead. And you see a lot of girls, they eventually, when, they, when their parents don't caution them, or perhaps they are too rude, they don't want to listen to their parents, they get along like that. They go into marriages, they regret all the days of their lives. Have you not heard people tell you, if only I didn't marry this man, if only I went to school? What made you what 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 stopped you from going to school? All these things are the things. But once a girl is mature enough to handle issues of sexuality and issues of love and understanding, you can be allowed to discuss with a man. There's no problem with that. Having a man to discuss with is not an issue because you are discussing, you are looking directly into the person's eyes and you know you are saying the truth and you are not having that, you know, emotional feelings coming in between. And you know, girls normally, they are lost by what they hear. Why boys get lost by what they see? That is why any man that is married avoids the wife from seeing other men so that they don't talk, you know, sweet, talk them out of their husband's houses. No matter how nice a man is, the wife sees another one who says, ha, if, if you were my wife, I'm going to treat you like... And he's, ah, that means if I give this one a try, you're better than my husband. That is in those days for women who are not trained or who are not exposed enough to understand that that is just mere fallacy, not reality. Yes. So that's why you see parents react the way they react. And some of them too, the parents that are reacting that way, perhaps they had such experience or they seen someone who went through such pain. And so they don't want it. Like in my own case, I know I've shared the story with you before. I had a friend who was about going to school. Instead of going to school, she would stop at the boy's house. She would stop at the boy's house. And eventually she got pregnant. And when she got pregnant, that was she was in GSS3. She dropped out of school. You know her. You've seen her several. She dropped out of school. And I think her daughter is even getting married this month. So we'll meet again. So each time she sees me, she'll tell me, Rose, I wish I, I didn't do this thing that time. I would have been like you today. You can imagine that. The gap is there. So be patient. The life is full of enjoyment. Your ability to control it gives you the joy of your heart. Someone met me, said he's doing a research, and he was asking me how, many, how much time I spend, with, I spend with my phone. I said, if you use me to do your research, you're going to get a wrong result. <laughs> because I control what I do by the grace of God. I know when to draw the line. I know when to say, I don't want. Like this, my phone, I can afford not to touch it from now till evening. Then I go online and tell my friends, if you have any message, I'll be online today for three hours. Not many people can do that. It's a grace God has given to me. I give the glory to God. So I pray that such grace should be on, particularly the young girls. You know what it means when you are a woman of substance. You have to be a woman of substance. Then you know you are in charge. And oftentimes, once you are a woman of substance, that same man that is ridiculing his wife at home will come and tell you you are one of the best women on earth. They respect you outside when you are known, when you are made. But when you are a nobody, you suffer both at home and in society. Thank you. Okay, so we've spent 31 minutes on this uh, episode. I hope you have learned a lot. I hope you have taken a lot down. And um, if you have more questions that you need to ask concerning parents or concerning life in general, you could send your messages on WhatsApp or on Instagram. I'll be there to receive them. And maybe I will interview my mom one more time to reply your questions. But till I come your way again, I remain your favorite girl. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.